Hi, you're with Julian on the Brano uh, after a massive hiatus, but I have an enormous backlog of movie and album reviews up until the end of the year and best off lists. Anyway, this is a first off the bat, a review of the horror movie Smile, uh, which came out uh, September the 22nd, two months old. Now, um, it's a directorial debut for Parker Finn based on his acclaimed short film, Laura Hasn't Slept, starring Sosie Bacon, I believe Kevin Bacon's daughter. I don't know why anyone would call their daughter Sosie. Sounds a bit like a rapper thing, I'm not really sure. Um, and it had a very effective advertising campaign uh, where people would turn up in the crowd at football stadiums with these demonic smiles, which are not as much a part of the movie as I expected, not from the advertising campaign. And it fits into the mold of low, well, relatively low budget, $17 million in this age is, is fairly low budget, to be honest. It doesn't look that expensive. Um, but in in the genre of lowish budget films that are in horror genre that make a fortune at the box office of Blair Witch, Paranormal Activity, one of the worst film series of all time, and um, there have been many, many others. I'll be doing Barbarian again uh, soon. Uh, and it made like $215 million at the box office. Very nice return. <coughs> it stars Sosie as a psychiatric, uh, well, I guess a psychiatrist um, or therapist in a high-risk mental hospital where people are, you know, brought in having psychotic episodes, uh, unable to look after themselves and uh, this young girl is brought in, PhD student from a university, and in a manic state. Yet, she also exhibits uh, a very clear head in describing what's happening, which is also indicative of her psychosis, which is she's recently witnessed her tutor at university hammer himself to death. And she said that since that happened, she's been seeing this creature that manifests itself in other people's faces, and she's hyper. Um, and so she's trying to get through to her. One thing I really loved about this film is the way that it taps into genuine psychosis. A lot of what the characters say in this film is, on the one hand, true, but on the other, exactly what you would say if you were psychotic and having a manic episode. And hers gets worse and worse and worse until the point where she's completely calm and has this big smile on her face and brutally commits suicide in front of Sosie. And after that traumatic episode where her... <laughs> At one point, her boss in the hospital says um, after she has um, exhibited trauma that you would expect, I think in real life you would actually be removed from the workforce and go through counselling after what happened. Um, her boss says, you can, you're going to take a week off with pay. And I thought, that's good of you in American employment situation to actually pay someone for having a traumatic accident at work. But she again starts seeing weird things that get progressively scarier and scarier. And I will say this, a lot of films, the first thing that they go for, paranormal activity, jump scares uh, and how obvious they are. This 
shows a director that is superb at jump scares. He is awesome at them because he continually faints like a soccer player, football player, where you expect it to come and you let your guard down for a second or two and then he hits you with it and it's got dozens of jump scares, almost all of them really successful. Uh, she, again, inhibits the world of somebody falling into mental psychosis. Her mother did the same and committed suicide 20 years previously. Um, so to her friends, her old therapist, her sister, her fiancé, who is rubbish, uh, Jesse T. Usher, I thought his performance was pretty crap. Um, all of them think she's going crazy because she does come across as going crazy. And there's a moment where she goes to a children's party that I did predict this one, uh, where an unfortunate present is given to a young child, which I thought was a really good moment. But obviously everyone in her life thinks that she's going completely crazy and has a family history of it. The fiance is zero support and things get worse and worse and worse. And her ex-boyfriend, Carl Gorner, who's really good actually, uh, a police detective, helps her investigate what's going on and finds out that there's this chain and everyone has witnessed someone killing themselves in an appalling manner and then they've done the same. And with some of the chains, uh, they mentioned one in Brazil, like 20 people long. So it, she comes to realize what's happening and she, she actually finds out some more about whatever this demon that's haunting her is. Now, I thought this is really good. Uh, less trashy than I actually went in expecting it. Front and center, Sosie Bacon is absolutely superb here. She's, she's really good at the start as portraying a, a credible doctor. She doesn't come across as somebody that's acting particularly. She's, she's credible as a doctor. She's even more credible as someone sliding into psychosis. She's brilliant at it. And I particularly love the way that she's got this sort of internalized way of talking to people where she's just bubbling under the surface to start swearing. And if she ever lets it out, she sort of like backs off. And she's, it's almost like you can imagine her doing that to her clients in the psychiatric hospital. And she's put it on herself because now she's the one losing it. I thought this was a terrific performance. Uh, painful, the more she goes into psychosis. It's really good. I really liked her for it. It doesn't look like it costs her money, uh, any money to make particularly, um, um, but it doesn't rely on effects at all. The ones that are there are judiciously used. The majority of it is building dread, um, but not just from the supernatural side, but also from the way that um, everyone else in her life is rejecting her and she's becoming more and more isolated. It could play as a trope about people that do go through psychotic breakdowns, uh, which is great. Um, the jump scares are off the charts, really well done for the most part. And there's a British TV guy called Christabel Tapia de Vere, who delivers an amazing soundstage to this film. It's really, really good soundstage. On the flip side, there are um, some amateurish performances from the rest of the cast, particularly people like the fiance, um, her sister, um, and a lot of the others are sort of borderline amateurish. 
the one thing it avoided uh, was the fact that it's a short story. Originally, um, a lot of the times I watch short stories, they have this huge lack of development, uh, stretching it over you know an hour and forty-five minutes. I thought they did well pace-wise here by introducing some major elements, judiciously placeholders along the way, so that it didn't run out of steam. Uh, and it ended on a on a, a pretty spooky, disturbing arena. So the odd skips here and there to be a really great film but mostly it was and you're with uh, Sophie the whole way through and she was really really good and the music was really really good um, the look of it is is, is reasonably cheap um, and I really wanted to call out Paramount here so it, it was a, a for the streaming service for Paramount Pictures so it's going to be on their Netflix they have hit on a great paradigm here they released it in the cinema for 45 days and it made 215 million dollars how clever are they instead of pumping it out on a friday night with an unknown director relatively unknown actress low budget no one watching it so what do they do they put it in the cinema for 45 days and now they get to debut a 200 million dollar box office movie that is genius so the score for Smile, I am going to give 7.5 out of 10, borderline 8. Really good stuff, well worth watching, and uh, classy on the writing, classy on the acting, and very classy on the music, and the scares are good. 7.5 out of 10 for Smile.